lot. Sexist. So happy to see everybody. And Karen. Hey there, Beverly Hills 90210 fans. It's now time to dive deep into an Thank episode you. Thank by you for episode, answering me today. I, it took me a little while to get on song account of the making of your favorite zip code with your host, Charles Rosen. I sit in the chair. It's one of Sandy's antiques. The whole thing breaks. Larry Mullen. Houston, I shouldn't be even in this show. I hope they're going to kill him, and they did. Pete Ferrero. My, like, TV crush is Claire Arnold. So, I mean, she has to come on the show at this point. And representing the fans, Lily Amaran. Ryan, I love you. I have dreamt about you. What? Along with many special guests. And your questions. So sit back and relax, because it's, like, totally time for the Beverly Hills 90210 Show. (laughs) All right, here we are again, and look who's with us. Gabrielle, Casey, Andrea. Really such a fan, and Ian is the guy. <laughs> wow. It's so good to have uh, our usual suspects uh, with us this week, but it's even more exciting to have Gabrielle here. Gabrielle, how's everything with you? How's uh, all going on uh, in quarantine and, and sort of in your world at this point? Well, my personal life is great. My children and my family, everybody's great, so I'm great. I'm also the president of my union, and there's a lot of, you know, pain right there right now for our members who are, you know, because of what's going on with COVID-19, what's going on with, you know, the skyrocketing costs of healthcare in this country. It's been a real journey trying to find a way to give them the support they need, but in my personal life, I'm with you. How great is that? <laughs> That's awesome. So good to see you. So well, listen, um, I want to start off by uh, Taisha won a contest uh, <laughs> where she, she put in an essay. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and it was just absolutely awesome. So we're going to let her ask you a couple of Andrea Zuckerman questions. But first, Taisha, you wrote a beautiful article. And there we, uh, uh, Gabrielle, we got so many amazing essays that came in about the difference that you made in their lives and mm-hmm. how they identified with you because they felt on the they were on the outside and you were an outsider kind of character. And I mean, I'm going to share all of those with you uh, after the show. But Taisha. Yes. Hi, I was the nerd in high school. Um, I was the class of 92 and I felt like I was just like you, like your character. I um, I was the head of the yearbook club because we didn't have a newspaper, and I, you know, I just grew up watching the show, and I, I, I know that if the internet was like really around during that time, that you would have had a blog, like I have a blog. All my I would have. We would have blogged together, Aisha. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. And I was, I was just so happy, even though there weren't characters that looked like me on the show. I, I just felt like all of the show's themes just resonated with me. So thank you so much for everything. Thank you. Thank you. you have a couple of questions, right? Yes, I wanted to ask, do you think your character would have lost her virginity to Brandon or would that have complicated things for the character and or the audience? Good question. Would that have, I think that's one of the, and you know what, we've never talked about this with Chuck and Karen. So I, you know, and and Jessica, you know, Larry, I don't know, but I, I have a feeling that, I don't know why I seem to remember. I think Jason also felt that would have been a taboo thing to kind of like it needed to stay separate, that that tension was more exciting, that once you gave into that tension, then it became not interesting. 
So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's, you know, how I, I, what I, you know, Jason's a really dear friend of mine to this day. So uh, the friendship better, you know, those relationships, they ended so long ago. So these are good to have, you know. Yeah, I don't think that it would have been <laughs> Oh, amazing. And would you have liked that, Taisha? I, you? you know what? I think it would have complicated things a little too much because yeah. I, I like the friendship vibe that you all had. Yes. Uh, okay, Taisha, you have another one, right? So, what was the other question? Yes. Would you have liked the show to have delved deeper into the story of Andrea and Jordan Bonner? Yes. And I wasn't allowed to. So, really? I don't know. So, Jordan. Um, Jordan, uh, I'm trying to remember, he he was, and I, <laughs> yes, I want, I would have liked it actually. Uh, it was something that the networks didn't want. Wow, interesting. Yeah. A lot of, we were talking earlier about, because Jordan was, remind me. He was the editor of the other newspaper. He was the, the Brandon. He came in um, Home and Away where the, um, based on a Dorsey foot, uh, football game where there was a, uh, an, a, a gun incident, someone was killed and they and they didn't have the football game and, and West Beverly was supposed to play there in the next week, so. There was a was lot of things. You guys should talk, I mean, I think this is good for, um, you know, for Chuck and Jessica and Karen to talk a little bit about, but uh, there was a lot of, I think it was hard to put Andrea in any kind of relationship in some ways, even with, you saw what happened with Jesse, right? Like Marcus yeah. is still a good friend. I was on the phone with him yesterday. So he's a lovely uh, man. But um, I think it was really hard. It felt for me that it was hard for people to be able to write. I was older than everybody. Everybody kind of knew it, but didn't know it in my, when you saw me. Right. And I think that there was, so there was a conflict I felt for the writers on that. And I also think that um, it was easier to keep Andrea not, it just, it never felt like it was comfortable enough to keep her in a relationship. I don't know, yeah. you guys can talk about it as writers. You know, yeah. I just have had the opportunity to watch some episodes that we have not seen really in 30 years, a long time, and forgot how many guys you kissed and things like that. There was some, there was, there was a lot of those, uh, I forgot, you know. They did a video, and I cannot find this. If you guys have it, showing oh. all the people Andrea kissed. You and you and Peter Krause was the yes, one. Peter Krause was just looking but, uh, at that uh, one. Yeah. Isn't that funny? It's so good. And all I right, just, Taisha, yeah. uh, we're going to say goodbye to you. Uh, is there you anything so else you want to say to Gabrielle before you leave? Just thank you. Thank you for oh. all that you're doing. Thank you for being a, a positive role model, you know, for oh, everyone and you. even for my daughters growing up. Thank you. How old are your daughters? Oh, I have six of them. So they <gasps> range, they're one and a half, five, uh, eight, nine. 12 and 13. Oh, God bless you. God bless oh, you. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> you take care of yourself. It's yeah. so great to meet you. Thank, yeah. you. Thank you so much. Nice to have you here, Taisha. Bye, Taisha. Bye, Taisha. All right. So there we go. Got got started off on a nice little note there. Taisha, what great questions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, Gabrielle, I'm so curious. You know, um, what was it like for you uh, auditioning for the show. I mean, had you heard about, how did you even hear about it? And what was the audition like with, with oh Aaron? And well, first of all, I, uh, I, I was living in New York at the time and I came to LA 
uh, and I was actually sharing a bed with my friend with a box of clothes next to it, just trying to go out. I didn't even have, we didn't have cell phones then. So I would walk across the street to the gas station every morning to call my agent to see if I had an audition. And I went to audition for this show called, then it was Class of Beverly Hills, right? And yeah. I went to the casting director who uh, she, like me, she sent me forward to be, to go to uh, see Tony. Tony, Tony Shepard. Shepard. Tony Shepard. I, to. I had he to did one of these, Gabrielle. He did he one of these. Here. Oh my God. I just oh. saw him last year. Cause he's oh, yeah. he that. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, and I went to go for that audition and um, he was late for the audition. And I was talking to the casting person. I was so nervous. I said, would you read with me? She read with me like nonstop because I was so nervous. <laughs> walked in and he was in a, quite a mood. And he was like, and I, and I could see that. I was like, oh, he's not going to even pay attention to my audition. I auditioned. And before I left, I said, I'm really sorry. You have a, you're having a hard day. I hope it gets better. And he looked at me like, wow. And then I was called back. And I always thought I was called back because I had taken a moment to see him. And then. And then I went in, I had to go into, and I, Andrea, I auditioned for both Brenda and Andrea. I had been actually, I went to network for both characters. So I signed a deal ah. for both characters. Oh yeah. So I had gone in and I am a twin in real life. So when I went in for the uh, final network audition, I brought a picture of my twin brother and I said, this is my twin brother just so you know that I'm <laughs> And then when I went to come back into audition for Andrea, I changed my top and I, you know, I changed all my clothes and I came in as Andrea. And then when the deal happened, I got the role of Andrea. And that was, you know. Amazing. Did yeah. you put glasses on? I wear my glasses so I can see. Yes, but I don't know that yeah. I wore them for Brenda. Maybe I did. Uh, I yeah, put, yeah, I was wondering. Hey, Charles, what about for you? I mean, you weren't there for necessarily for that portion of it, but you got to meet Gabrielle pretty early on in in the process. What was what was it about her that you just absolutely loved as her as Andrea? As Andrea or as Gabrielle? Uh, as well, either. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love the circumstance. Well. Uh, you know, Gabby, Gabrielle was the, uh, was the, I think I wrote this too the other day, was the only person on Monday mornings when I would come into Van Nuys that asked me how my weekend was. And I would always answer, was it a weekend? Because we, we didn't marry Jessica, Karen, and I, we, no weekends, you know, at, at this show. But um, I see she took the time to ask again. That's her personality. So yeah. that's, yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Right. But in terms of having a, 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 a bright woman, a woman that you, you know, a girl, I should say, high school teenager, who um, was not in the spelling mode, was not something, and I meant that as a, you know, in, in terms of who you'd see in spelling shows, it was like, oh, this is an interesting, this is person's different, the show could be different, and, um, and I, and I loved very early on, like, you know, the fact that it was a, you know, because I had young daughters at the time. So, the, you know, here was this editor of the paper, but also just the range. It became very clear, very more that it was not just a brainiac, but someone who may have had, you know, a crush on this other guy and then she could play humor and then she could, the range of it is what, um, as I remember. And, and also in terms of the character, Gabrielle, one other thing, the person, Gabrielle, when we, when we, and this also not in the first year, but 
he would, uh, our crew was really knew what they were doing after a while, particularly because the way they lit the sets and we shot a lot on the sets. And we could actually finish a seven day shoot, which was crazy that they weren't eight days. We could finish them in six, six and a half days. Mm. There were only three people you could call to see, could we come in early and start working? One was Gabrielle, the other was was um, James and Carol. So Gabrielle was also, as she says, slightly older, but also more mature. And I was thinking when, when Taisha was talking, you know, that was one of the reasons most likely that we wanted you to gravitate to, you know, well, the teacher, you know, would that, what would that be like? And if the, uh, the you know, the art, direct, um, the drama teacher, we just didn't, we, if, if he would have given a little bit more in the part, maybe something would have happened there. And mm. then, of course, you know, Gil Myers, that was a nice relationship. Nice um, yeah, I got to write some stuff for her romantically, but just on a personal note, season one, and I just, I don't know when we watch this, but it was Luke Perry was interviewed some years ago, actually, talking about the first time he got together with the set, the first read we had, and he was just like meeting the whole cast. I didn't realize it, but he said it was at our house that he first met. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was, you know, 1990. I was just learned I was pregnant with our third child, Avery, and who's now 29, if you can believe that, and, um, and engaged. And he, um, but I had had a little incident and I was on bed rest. So we had already planned to have the cast over. So we said, okay, I could, I could sit up on the couch. I was allowed. And I wasn't even showing anything yet. And, um, you know, Gabby came over like a person and said, how are you doing? Do you need anything? It was just, it's the same comments we just were repeating. It was like, she's, a, she's there, you know, like she shows up. She's a real individual and she always while she wanted to ride the wave of the show and see what was going to come from it, her personal life, as she started to answer the question before she is, is, is really important to her. And that grounds her and gives her a basis for a lot of rich acting. But, it, you know, as a just to work with someone like that was a pleasure. So that was my memory. That's beautiful. Uh, and Val Mary uh, is watching along, says you were definitely made for Andrea. Uh, very nice compliment. <laughs> Uh, I want to take a second here because uh, someone wants to say hello to you. I just said, I just said, I was just talking to Mark and how much I love you. That's me, Corianne. I said, we were just talking. Mark is an outstanding human being. I just want you to know, a dear, lovely friend. A talented man. I adore Mark. My family loves Mark, but he is, I can't, I could cry how much I, I just did cry the other day with him on the phone. But I just think that he is, uh, you are a marvelous uh, human being. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to be singing your praises. We're going to do a Mark show. We're definitely going to do one, Mark. I, I, that's a promise. Yeah. Well, listen, um, you know, I, I kind of put this ahead of time. I know we were, we're going to talk about some other things first, but. Mark was waiting, so I thought let's let's say hello well, and reunite Andrea and Jesse, right? And the fans <laughs> are going wild right now. Say yes. What's that? The fans are going wild right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want Mark to know that I just watched the uh, episode where I go to the hospital. Right. You know, because I, um, you know, prematurely I'm going into labor, and I saw you. You know, I was watching, thinking so beautiful. You know, I. 
I see you now and I just see you as who you always have been, but you really, such a beautiful man. So it was so <laughs> wonderful to work with him. Honest to God. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean that. Such the most well, kindness, kindest, kindest, kindest man. Just at, love. At, at the expense, at, at the expense of being, you know, uh, too um, flowery. That, that one of one of the highlights of this thirty years in this business, theater, etc., was walking on the set and meeting you for the first time. And I'm not, I'm not lying. I, I tell people that honestly every time because it that was an incredibly uh uh important big big moment and it could have gone completely wrong if it hadn't been someone like you 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 are you are one of the finest people i've ever been on set with at a dinner table with and i, and I mean that I, I tell you that i will text you that on occasion but i want everybody to know that i mean that you know Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chuck, Chuck told me to watch another episode from season five, Double Jeopardy. And I pulled this scene from, of the two of you guys working together. This is some mm-hmm. incredible stuff here. I wanted you guys to, to take a look. At this. I mean, no one's here. We're all alone. What are you thinking? Andrea. Andrea, you're just not the girl I fell in love with anymore. The girl I fell in love with was self-confident. She was driven. She was decisive. She was going someplace. She got pregnant. She had to get married, raise a child, and go to school. Unless, of course, you thought that Hannah should have raised herself. Let's just for, let's forget it. Let's just drop it, all right? You know, I didn't become a mother and a housewife on my own. You were involved, too. So don't hold me accountable for the decisions we made together. I don't remember being consulted about Peter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't get any sound. I didn't get any sound with that. But um, I'm on an iPhone, by the way. I know. But Gab, were you mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I forgot that I had an affair on the show. And I, I just watched. I it just nothing to her. I watched the show. One of the shows, and I was like, "That is just terrible. I can't believe I did that to Mark." There's a moment about your affair. And, and maybe it was like two episodes before this one. Yeah. And it was, you told a lie to Mark about what was going on. And it's like, I don't know if I turned to Jessica. Well, we kept this going for four and a half years without her ever lying. You know, everybody else was <laughs> a liar. To the down. Moment, <laughs> not you. Except for maybe you lied to the Beverly Hills School District. But outside <laughs> of that, which I give you a pass on that one. But not on the first one. Hold the lie, you know. I want to say, I think that the chemistry between the two of you in, the, in that scene and through these few episodes that, you know, that you guys work with together are just is absolutely incredible. Um, Gabrielle, working with Mark, uh, what was that like from start to because you, you, you kind of like arced a whole season with him. You had an affair, like we said. What was that like working? Two with seasons. Him? Yeah. First two of seasons. all, um, you know. It's interesting working on a show and um, having relationships. And for me, Mark is a very, uh, very generous actor. So our, our our cast didn't really like to rehearse, right? And I really, you know, I, I do like to rehearse. It helps me to be more in the, you know, spontaneous in the moment because I'm not worried about the lines. Mark never hesitated. We would run through things and work and talk about, you know, the work. And it made it. I always felt very safe with Mark in the most, there was 
so he really exudes, and I, I'm happy to say in front of it, incredible love and support, and really the willingness to talk through it. So it was a really, for me, it was um, kind of grounding, I think. To be able to work with Mark was, I always knew that I was uh, safe. I was in a place. So it allowed me to really have fun. And, um, and he never, you know, he talks about coming into the show. He never felt like he was never a part of the show. Mm. When I, I remember when I first, uh, the first scene we had was in the bar when I meet him. And he was so lovely just in that moment when I met him and we would talk and he's to this day, he really is that nature. And it's, uh, <laughs> yes, he's a really, and it's, it makes a difference when you're working. You know, I didn't feel like I was, you know, having to push through it with him. Mm. I could say, God, I just like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little lost here, whatever. Take your time. Take your time this way. He's like really very generous. Well, that is our job. Um, is to be professional and know yourself oh, really? when you walk on set. And Let's talk ready to for about that when we work. <laughs> uh, Larry, I want to ask you, um, you know, we're kind of here in the season five thing and uh, we were talking a little bit about the vital science episode that we all kind of dove into deep. Um, this is a personal story for you, isn't it? Yeah, I, uh, you know, we were talking before and like, like Gabby, I, I hadn't seen it in a while and was pretty choked up at the end because I, I realized how personal it really was. And, you know, we were looking for drama to build her pregnancy. We knew that was going to happen. And, and uh, you know, the premature baby story could be pretty, pretty uh, uh, dramatic. And, but I was thinking about all the moments that happened, which like Andrea and, and, and and Jesse, we're feeling we just you just get punched in the gut. You keep hitting these bad numbers. They'll say like uh, one in a thousand, and one in, and you and you keep getting them. And I just remember that first day because uh, in that episode you go to a doctor for a second opinion, and he basically says you got to put yourself in the hospital. And just like Mark, I said we're supposed to start Lamas tonight. Right. I mean that was oh. right on. And then oh, and then and then the whole dream, which was my wife Dee's dream that she had kept having this recurring terrible dream. That she couldn't find the baby, and and it played beautifully. Dan Adias directed the episode. He's been on the show. We all know he does beautiful work, and and he really sold that. And, and it's heartbreaking, really. And then then you do find it in the episode, and and so many of the other things. You know, the whole idea. Jesse has a wonderful scene uh, with uh, Brandon, and you know, he talks about just like my fear. I hope we have a girl because the girl's gonna have a better chance to survive. And, and, and it's just, uh, and then also Gabby is blaming herself just the way, it, I mean, so there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of authenticity in the storyline and they just, the kids really committed to it and then it's heartbreaking. And then you think everything's all right. She finds the baby in the dream and then the water breaks and all hell, you know, she's going to have, she's like a month and a half early and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. It's, we're getting to be a season ender. And there, I remember when you told me this was this was your story, right? So, yeah. you told me how your son was your son, right? He yes. Was, and he was so teeny when he was born. I remember you telling me the story. Do you want to put the picture up, Peter? Here's the picture. Oh, you know, oh my um, gosh. Wow. Try to look at the thumb. Look yeah. at the thumb and see how big the baby was in yeah. proportion to that finger. He was a pound yeah. and a half, a pound yeah. and three quarters, or 
I remember you talking to me about yeah, that. Yeah, I can't see it anymore. <laughs> Sorry. He's <laughs> fine, though. Uh, he's also, Yeah, now. she's 39 years old, and like Avery, he's engaged also. But it, <laughs> oddly enough, uh, I think why it was a newsworthy story in the LA Times, besides, you know, there wasn't a lot of babies born that small that survived, was the writers were on strike. It was 1981. So not yeah. only was I, like, kicked in the gut with that, I'm on I'm strike. And so, yeah, so that's what was going on. And Jess said, thank you for sharing that story with us, Larry. Uh, yes, and then, uh, just well, I was going to say, I was just going to briefly say, as writers, and, and Karen, Chuck, and, and, and Jess know, we bring with us in our bag of tricks the ability to research, but also all our life experiences. And we try to adapt them and put all that stuff together. And sometimes stuff that really, you know, you, you understand so well that you can really do a good job with it and get some, you know, a real emotion, earned emotion. Mm. See, Larry does one that's deep and emotional. My lifelong ambition, of course, was to be on Jeopardy. 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 <laughs> you, you know, in different ways we, we do. Uh, I was an answer on Jeopardy. You were, I bet. Really? Oh, yeah? Nice. What was the question? Huh? What was the question? Do you remember? Like, what, what was the celebrities? I don't know, it was something, and it was me. And and I asked them to say, I have a clip somewhere of it. because I Oh, said, nice. I could never play the game, but if I could be the answer, that's great. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. When you told me to check out Double Jeopardy, I was like, oh, my God, this is great. But look at this this scene of, of Andrea on Jeopardy. Hang on. Who is Mary Shelley? Who is Walter Cronkite? What is the Internet? What is calculus? What is onomatopoeia? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I remembered about the episode. Truthfully, you know, I, I've been looking at a lot of the, the funny stuff that you did, not just the dramatic <clears throat> or socially relevant. And I said, oh, this was a funny episode. I remember the banter between, you know, Claire and Brandon. And I completely forgot this is when you almost were going to get a divorce and so i'm glad you got to show the you know the, the stuff that i remember yeah. too which is her i want to clip uh, i want i want a copy of all these i okay. want to <laughs> i want to i want a copy of all the shows hey uh Jessica, you were going to you were going to say something before i just wanted to say a special hello to mark because i remind him of this every time i see him in over 30 <laughs> years he is based on my college boyfriend whose name was Edmundo Vasquez, who was a Harvard Law student. And um, so since I identified so much with Andrea Zuckerman, it was only appropriate that I have this fabulously handsome Latino <laughs> husband. So I never married my guy, but you were, you were very, very, very much... Uh, J Jessica, a dream come true for me, Mark. You just well, said I, you loved, you loved uh, writing for Andrea Zuckerman. What was it that you loved uh, writing about? For she, she was she was smart and pretty, and that was just a terrific combination. And she was a Jewish girl, and was um, that was important to me. And she, I, it was it was disappointing that she couldn't go to Yale because she got pregnant. That was hard for all of us, but we were all very happy that she had baby named Hannah, who was then part of the legacy of the show. But I mean, both life, you did go to Yale, right? So no, I went to Harvard. I'm sorry. Yeah, she goes to Yale. Yeah. I mean, neither of them at the University of Pennsylvania, but they'll do in a pinch. 
Aaron Rosen, what are you waving your hand about? Well, I was saying, because the thing you said is that one of the reasons you liked Andrea was that, uh, you know, just amongst the litany was uh, she was smart and also good looking, pretty. And I that struck me so much in our episodes. Um, and one of the Jeopardy questions was, who, what round table wit uh, said this quote, guys don't make passes at girls who wear glasses. And it was Dorothy Parker's, the person that did, a woman, but, you know, of another era. And that was how Here it we was. Are. Well, I mean, with our glasses, but I, you know, Jessica was a smart girl. I was a smart girl. Gabby was a smart girl, but, you know, Andrea, very smart girl, right? But the connection to, um, and, and the, I just watched an earlier episode with Steve when he was learning, he was, he'd been taken by a, by the, by the girl and he, why don't, why don't I do so well with girls and, and, you know, and why do you like me, Andrea? And she says, because underneath that rude exterior, you're, there's a, there's a sweet little boy that wants to have fun. And he was like, oh yeah, I am rude. And I love that episode because it, this is an aside because his character actually grew in it and there was growth, etc. But then she said, well, why do you like me? You know? And he said, because it's not that many people that are both uh, good to look out and real and really smart. And I thought that, that is so you pretty to good to look at and you can actually and talk to. to. And you can also look up to, right? Exactly. You can also look up to. So I just thought that was like that was 1991 yeah. or two, right? Whatever it was. So um and that you know, would we say that today? And would she say thank you to that comment? I don't you know what I mean? Like we're so used to now looking at women without makeup on and mm. natural beauty and all this stuff. And you know, the spelling look in that era was not that. It was very oh, made yeah. up and well don't forget when Aaron did the show, right? The dream of that show was I'm coming back to family, right? The show family. I'm gonna do something that's right. gonna have a sense of earth and realness, and that's and I always said that when I was cast as Andrea, um, I was it was a lucky moment in time because I felt that the show changed years later, and I never would have been cast because I never would have been pretty enough to be mm. the star. Uh, well, you could have you were pretty so, enough. Someone else's I, version of pretty. Yeah. So he, he just I had a plastic version, a little, but you know, no, Sorry. you were you were. Well, pretty. I just want to, I just want to give the props to Dorothy Parker. Um, you know, one of my favorite writers and my favorite line of hers, I don't think we could have used on the on the show, which is she's sitting in the round table and, and one of the other New Yorker writers ask her, OK, you're so smart. Use the word horticulture in a sentence. And her answer was, well, you can read a horticulture, but you can't make her drink. <laughs> you can't make her think. You can't make her think. You can lead a horticulture, but you can't make her think. You goofed it up, but you. I goofed it up. I understand. Age. What doctor said it? Yes, but don't you know that she's? She was Dorothy Parker was great. Mark, you wanted to add something before I think. No, no. I, I getting getting back to to Gabrielle's appeal, uh, and I, I shared this with Gabrielle when, when we first met. Um, I, I have a niece who was born exactly here before um, the baby was born on the show, and and. She was four months old when I actually got on 90210. But he, her name is Gabrielle. And his favorite, my brother and I's favorite character on the show was Gabrielle Carteris. Uh, so he named her Andre. He, he named her Gabrielle. And Gab is now pregnant with her first child. So uh, your appeal goes even to country boys in Beaumont, Texas. So 
Hey, Mark, I want to thank you for stopping by and saying hello. Uh, and absolutely, we're going to do a uh, deep dive with you on some of the work that you did on the show because it's absolutely incredible as well. So uh, we want to spend some time thank talking you. to you, too. Uh, but thanks for joining us here, man. All right? I love you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Nice to see you. You guys, what a great surprise. Thank you. You're welcome. That was amazing, right? Yeah, you were, before we came on uh, the air, you were sharing a story about uh, the star, right? Uh, you were teaching about that. And Melinda's asking about that, too. She likes when you stood up to Leslie and where's the star of David. So do you want to share what you were talking about a little bit before we came on? Yeah, so, you know, actually Chuck and Karen and I spoke about this uh, last year. We were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, 90210 tried to be very out there and forward. And Jessica, you did a lot by being able to get, you know, being able to get Mark to be my husband, to be having a Latino man, a mixed, you know. But the show struggled with, um, and I think, you know, Karen and Chuck tried to write for, you know, being uh, really present and real. Um, but the, they still, the show was very stuck on this phraseology, which I actually heard in the industry a lot of middle America and what they'll accept. And so during the time, my character was Jewish and I wore, I had a beautiful Jewish star that I had gotten from uh, my husband. And because my character was Jewish, it was known. My grandmother, you know, was Lainey Kazan and, you know, there was a whole Holocaust thing. So I wore my Jewish star. And um, one day I was uh, contacted by, and I forget who was at the studio, that I could not wear my Jewish star anymore. My, was it you, Chuck? I don't know. I wasn't allowed to wear my Jewish star anymore. And I said, why? What? And they said, well, you know, we don't think that middle America really wants to see it. I said, well, look, if I have to take off my Jewish star, then everybody who's wearing their crosses has to take off the cross. And it's later on, I was at uh, one of the producers who uh, was on the show was at my house. And I turned to him and I said, and he was Jewish. He is Jewish. And I said, network executive. A network executive. And I said, uh, I, you know, I had like this epiphany and I turned to him and I said, you're the one who had them have me remove the Jewish star. And he said, well, you know, Gabriel, he said, you know, I don't know. He said, you know, my rabbi said, you know, you're not supposed to wear a Jewish star outside of your sweater or whatever. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, well, you know, just middle America. And I said, you're Jewish. Like, how could you say my character's Jewish? And what the show really struggled with was it wanted to be very uh, inclusive of reality, except it was very afraid to step the line. What and the show, what the show struggled with, is that the network was owned by Rupert Murdoch. There you go. And also, it did great in New York and, and L.A. You know, it was the flyover states that they were talking about. Right. Because, because Abby, I wasn't allowed to touch. There was uh, one of the characters. I was thinking if that was Jordan, but it wasn't who was um, a black character who I dated on the show, I wasn't allowed to touch him. I went to like hold his hand. They said, no, you can't. I said, he's my boyfriend on the show. No, no, middle America. I'm telling you, middle America was blamed for everything. And then what I used to say was, you know, we are all people, no matter where we live, we should be reflecting. And they struggled with that, struggled with showing the real stuff. And then whether it was in the network, whether it was, I don't know where it came from, but there was a struggle, uh, there was a struggle with it, you know, it's how to, that desire to be feeling that. And I think now we're really coming to terms as an industry and as a culture to re realize people want to see themselves reflected on camera, right? We don't want to, we don't want to have milk and cookie lives. That's not our lives. It's not sustainable. 
What we need to see is who we are and we need to see it reflected on screen. It's just, it was very difficult at that time. Uh, it was attempted, but it just was difficult to execute it. And I think they got better at it. I was there gonna was, say it got better. Yeah, as, as the years, years went on, they allowed for, for instance, it was very difficult when my character got pregnant, there was a lot of pushback. The New York Times wrote about it. People were outraged about it. Mm -hmm. um, we worked through that, but it was years later again that what didn't Ian's, you know, he, the, uh, he had a character whose wife got pregnant. I mean, girlfriend got pregnant. It became much more uh, mainstream, I guess. Well, you know, because it was a show that showed, you know, teenagers in high school prior to the college years having sexual relationships, like that's a fact of life. And that, you know, obviously we had to withdraw from that after the first Brenda Dillon, you know, for end of the first season. But then, then it was like, okay, they're sleeping together. You know, people are sleeping. And but they hated the fact that the good things they said to me, Andrea is so smart, she wouldn't do that. And I said, smart people, smart has nothing to do with the fact that we live. And when we live, we all, we, we have actions. Sometimes we make mistakes, whatever they are, but our intellect does not define that. And that was a really big, it was a really big discussion. You know, it was, it was so interesting how people had such, you know, she would never do that. I was like, well, you're wrong. And well, I, they did that a lot with the women. Two, two points though. One is, is that, yeah, we never had any um, dissonance or resistance to making the character Jesse Vasquez. Um, Mr. Great. Spelling had realized that, you know, we needed, he wanted color in the main cast. Great. Uh, and he didn't want, he, and, and Hispanic was the color that he could be more happy with. Right. But I um, think he could go black. That was interesting, right? Hispanic was halfway there. That's, well, I, 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 probably, probably for the times, you know, uh, I don't remember the, the um, stuff with uh, Michael Rollins. I mean, Michael's a really good actor, did everything else. But, you know, we just, you know, the one thing about the show is it had a limited bandwidth. There were only so many stories you could do and so many things that done. And, and it was not, it didn't become present. The difference, of course, when you, when you, you, you came to me to talk about the, the desire to start a family with Charlie. And I said, Aaron Spelling's office is down the hall. That's what you have well, to I went to Aaron. To. Aaron was great about it. Yes, he was but he never told the network. So all of a sudden you are pregnant. It was the spelling way, by the way. You never told, you never told me you're pregnant and Dan McDermott calls me in a snip. And, and I, what am I going to say? You know, wasn't me. Aaron gave me you know, like that Jaggy song, wasn't me. I had no idea. I went to have lunch with Aaron and I asked him, he said, oh my God, I thought you were going to tell me you were pregnant. You're not, you're asking. And I said, well, yeah, I didn't want to, you know, I, I feel really, and then he was like, yes. And I said, I don't want to hide the pregnancy. I want my baby to know I'm proud of her, you know, or him, whatever. And that I was, and he said, okay, but I never knew that he didn't tell the network. <laughs> and you wouldn't believe, and you wouldn't believe the fight. We don't have the writers on with us, but I want to, if they say listening, Roseanne Welsh and Christine Pettit um, wrote this script. It was their first collaboration and, and Christine was my assistant. So it was this and we ended up having to write all these letters back to the Los Angeles Times. The Los Angeles Times took a real shot at us because we because Andrea Zuckerman did not get an abortion. I know. And I don't know if you remember, Karen, being at a pretty much Hollywood dinner party kind of thing where a woman who's I would consider a nice acquaintance friend of ours now really got all over me. How could I do this? Because I had said, 
if you were not pregnant, there would have been no way that I would just be wanting, at that point, 1993, four or five, I didn't want to do a story about an abortion. Right. Because I knew half the country is going to be pissed off. And I, you know, I, I, didn't I'm want like, to be, I also asked, I didn't want to be. I said, I, you know, people make choices. And I said, that was really important too for me. I thought, you know, um, I personally, I am, you know, uh, pro choice, but I also believe in pro choice, you could decide not to. And I, and I felt that it was a really important decision that had to be reflected because I think that goes on in the, I mean, it was really, for me, it was the highest honor to work on the show. I loved, loved working with everybody. It was transformative in so many ways for me. It marked my life. It led, it was the beginning of a journey that I will always be grateful for. And I will always, I can't even tell you how deeply honored I was to be able to be on that show. Well, the, the pleasure was ours. I, what story, I mean, just thinking about, which, about you, Gabrielle, not Andrea, was in that second season the uh, the the van that you got for Meals on Wheels mm. was it Meals on Wheels you know and like uh, all the cast was there and everybody was very proud of it it was it was Gabrielle who put the whole thing together and and um, it, it meant a lot because there were a lot of shut-ins at that point a lot of people with AIDS in our town and it was. Uh, it was a really great thing. Gabriel, I'm, I'm curious, you know, um, you did have, from the start to three, the whole time that you were there, very heavy material. Um, you were always given stuff, such, you know, tough stuff. Um, I guess it's, you know, you, you, you could handle it. You're such a talent. You know, I, I'm sure that's where it's coming from. Um, what was it like to get a lot of that heavy material? Uh, you know, I... I First of all, I always appreciate a good story. Always, it's great. I I love working with the cast. I loved being able to, you know, for me it was great. I, again, I can't say anything other than Pete that it was uh, how great. I mean, to be able to go and do something that's interesting, that's controversial, I think is you know. And the show did that. Jenny will talk a lot about. She loved. There's a joke. I guess she she had every kind of violent act that could ever happen from whatever, but that, you know, every, I think everybody appreciates a really funny moment and then really being able to do something substantive, right? I like going back and forth. It's too hard to be heavy all the time. Love when I could do something light and breezy also. And I think that, you know, the more that there was variance, the more exciting it is to be able to, you know, Oh, I, did you go back and watch? Did you go back and watch uh, Down and Out, Beverly Hills, the one uh, where you you get sort of caught uh, with Lainey Kazan? You get caught, you know, you get an award, so they're going to come interview you at the house and find out you don't live in Beverly Hills. I don't know if you just watched it recently or oh, not. I, but I just looked at it because it was back a ways, you know, on season two, right? Um, and um, I thought, and my memory, I was thinking, was it a little cringeworthy? I was trying to remember, was Lainey, did she look too young? Or what was the thing, you know, at why I had that. And then I watched it and it really holds up. The, some of these early episodes, the way we judge them, you know, right when I go back, you did a beautiful job acting wise. Um, you were great together with her. It was really a moving story also about you. 
It was wonderful. It was, re- you were so good. And then, and by the way, I did use some details from my, we named her Grandma Rose after my grandma. And the ladies come in to play Kaluki and they tell you, you have a cute little figure now and you're all grown up and look at you. you know, that was my, my mother and, and her, my aunties. But I just wanted to tell you, if you ever want to go back with your daughters and say, you never saw this episode, take a, you won't be sorry because they you, know, you laugh and you cry and it's, it's great. Also, to Karen Rosen, who wrote a stellar episode that is absolutely oh, incredible. I just I that watched episode. that one again the other day. So good. It's incredible. Um, what was it like working with uh, Lainey on uh, on this, uh, Gabrielle? I love Lainey. I worked with Lainey again. Actually, after this, she played my mother on a... Uh, how about you? Kill me now. Uh, she's wonderful. She's a real talent. And I talk about somebody who's I mean she's really uh very disciplined I I thought she was I I you know I don't know how for you guys how it was but for me it was just wonderful talk about so rich and so real well, that was I, great you know from a product from the producer standpoint uh, I, I she she knew this was out she called um Mr. Spelling without Knowing that the executive, that her the, the father of the executive producer of the TV show was her children's pediatrician, so she was so effusive in this. Paul, it was the first time I ever heard him get a little fachaded because you know, <laughs> he, you know, it was like he didn't really like stunt casting. He didn't like celebrities coming in so much, and 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 warned me about that. And the interesting thing is, is that when we had to have grandma again. We we did a availability and and Lainey who's got an amazing singing voice. She was on tour singing. I was like, okay, well, you know, you were right, Paul. But so that's one of the reasons that we did switch. But I do feel she looked a little younger than maybe I would have in my mind the grandmother, where I think the other actress, Beth Meisler, was very um was more what I saw in the part. But um mm. Let's talk about some of your more fun stuff. I don't think we could do this show without talking about this scene. Hi, I'd like to exchange an egg. You want to exchange an egg? Do you have a receipt? No. Do I need a receipt? I mean, is that part of the thing? It's customary to have a receipt when you want to exchange something. I think we're in the wrong place. No, no, this is all part of the deal. I want to exchange an egg. <laughs> I, love you know that. I think it's so funny that that egg scene, everybody talks about that egg scene. How funny. Everybody, no matter where I go, they talk about the egg scene. Yeah. I'm, she, I'm, she was great, that lady. <laughs> the, um, I'm hearing that I'd like to exchange an egg from our, uh, our t-shirt shop. So there you go. Yeah. There was... There was some blowback on the episode of Euphoria and and uh, because of the drug taking and whatever else. And so as we're going through and I'm getting notes, they got a snarky note about to, and that egg scene. I don't get it. It's not funny. Oh, it is. Well, they were and wrong. The network They're wrong. They were wrong. I just said you're wrong. And, and uh, you know, that was written by Jonathan Roberts, who uh, went on to write The Lion King. So, uh, well, everybody uh, loves the egg scene. Yeah, yeah I love it. Uh, 
Let me ask you about this. You know, Taisha asked you before about uh, a Brandon um, Andrea relationship. There's this scene in Home and Again. So what's the big surprise? Huh? <laughs> oh God, this is making me so nervous. <laughs> what? Um, well, I've uh, I've got a going away present for you. Well, what is it? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, um... <laughs> Ta-da! Now, <laughs> love it. Uh, I have to ask you, working with Jason Priestley, uh, it's had to be incredible. Um, I another amazing chemistry. We talked a little bit about it earlier. What was it like working with him? You know, I... I, I cannot say how much, again, I, how lucky am I to be able to say this twice in, an, uh, in, a, in a moment. I love working with Jason. He is a dear friend of mine, and we have been friends through all these years together. We did the new 90210 last year, and, um, and I remember saying to Jason, because I was nervous about you know, getting back together with everybody, and I said, uh, Jay, you got you to gotta be there with me, and you got to be there, you got to have my back, because um, I was really nervous about it. And he's just uh, a stellar, stellar human being. And he's blossomed into an incredible man. He's a wonderful father. He's, you know, just, I, I could not say enough about, I have been so, you are bringing up all my blessings. That's what mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah, yeah, no. He was. Uh, Amanda yeah. says that scene showed how brave Andrea really was. That's so. right. <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> Um, I have, want to also ask you about this. I feel like everybody uh, in Lily's board is going to want to ask about working with, I'm trying to pull the him, uh, Mark Kiley, who was Gil Myers, right? And there's all these kind of scenes. Andrea's always got dreams of the high wire or, uh, you know, you mentioned the other dream later on. But uh, what was it like working with Mark, Gil Myers, uh, back in those days. And do you remember shooting some of those dream sequences? What was, what was that like? So Mark is a, what a, he's a nice guy. I think he moved actually outside. He's moved away. I'm not sure, but he was wonderful. He was such, again, a really, you guys cast some great people. I mean, really wonderful, warm person, funny, uh, just good actor. Great, he, was, huh? good actor. he was a good, good actor. actor. Yeah. He's really yeah. grounded, really talent and uh the dream sequence of the high wires because i really did the high wire in real right. life and so they wrote that for me and it was harder to do that than it was to do the high wire because i had all i did on a high wire i don't wear any belts or anything i literally do the you know do it free with the just the pole and on this because we're taking so many shots they had a, i remembered so i wouldn't fall and it was mm. it was a lot of work <laughs> but it was it was fun you know that's the great thing about I think what really the writers did for the show was to um, our characters started to really reflect who we were. I guess, Jessica, kind of you talked about as a writer, you know, you take some of your or Larry, you know, some of your real personal life things, you know, Karen, you're talking about it, the essence of their real lives. And that's how they create language and a story that's, you know, believable. And so they started to write stuff that really reflected who we were. It kind of uh, we actually become. I guess the uh, the silhouette of you know, or the outline for the stories, and you could feel it. So there was so, there was so much authenticity 
in terms of the things that were written for us. Ultimately, um, what comes first, the chicken or the egg, you know, but um, it was great to work with, uh, with the show because the writers really worked with us, I think, and who we were and that, that, that makes it fun too. Lily's been uh, scouring her fan groups with some questions. So Lily, uh, what do you have for uh, Gabrielle or the writers about maybe any of the episodes or what, what you got? Uh, we have a few for Gabrielle. Um, so I just wanted to let you guys know also that Molly Campbell is, was watching and she sends a message to you all. Yeah. <laughs> she sends her love and she says hello. Oh, Molly was so great. She is a real talent. Oh, I hope she's doing well. She's she was with she's us been on the a show. couple months back. Oh, really? Yeah. I love yeah, you. You were always good to me. So sweet. She <laughs> told me. And uh, our friend Darren Martin uh, submitted a question. He wants to know, which actress did you look up to when you were younger, and what made you want to become an actor? Well, Great first question. of all, Darren is one of our biggest fans. Yes. All of this. So I'm sure Number one. Number one. one. We'll give him the he crown. Was, he was with us last year, and he was really good. He <laughs> His mark did his lines. He was great. So it was good to see you, Darren. Um, what actresses? There's a lot of actresses. I I I love Sally Field. When you know, I loved her when, particularly, yeah, Norma Ray. And mm -hmm. <laughs> you can see, there's a real synergy there. I loved. Um, you know, I who I really loved. I also, I mean, I love Catherine Hepburn, Patty Duke. I mean, there's so many different people. I there's so many great actors and actresses out there. Um, there's a, I don't know a lot of them. Every time I see somebody, I go, "That's great. That's that's I love that. That's great." So, what else you got, Lily? Um, so one question that came up quite a bit was, um, "What are some of your what was like your favorite or least favorite storylines for Andrea?" And was there ever any storyline that you wish would have been explored for your character? I think that I would have. Um, yeah, I think, well, no, I mean, I liked all this. God, you guys are asking me to remember things that are really a long time ago. <laughs> uh, um, no, I think that I, I actually would have loved, I, I, I sometimes felt that there was a fear of writing. I think there were really interesting stories for me, but there was a lot of us. So, mm. you know, we had to keep it with the Brandon and Brenda stuff. But I, I think sometimes I wanted to be able to, uh, expand on some of the relationships a little bit more, not just fly in and fly out. Like there was a moment the story's told and then it ends and then we're moving on. And sometimes I think that it, you know, it's hard because it's a serial kind of, you know, show, but I would have liked that. I think that um, I would have liked, I would have liked to have seen Andrea older in the choices that she made, you know, going on. But um, no, I, you know, I can't tell you. I, I never felt, I always just enjoyed the ride. I don't think I, I feel like I should have something deeper to say, but I don't. I really I just <laughs> no, love okay. the way That's it was. Great. You got any more, Lily? I do. Um, Two more. Really quick. Last week we learned from Karen while we were discussing the uh, season three summer episodes on the beach that you had already known sign language. Um, yeah. What was the reason that you learned? Was there someone in, you, in your life that you learned for? When I was a little learned? girl, um, and I remember walking home from school, um, there was a young girl who these kids were beating up. They took her books and threw it on the street, and she was deaf. And so I, you know, I told them to get lost, whatever. And I helped her to bring put her books together, and I walked her home, and I met her family. 
And um, they gave me a whole thing on, how, you know, just the alphabet. And then I also loved Patty Duke when she was a young girl. Um, and she did a miracle worker years later, she played my mother. And, but I, because of her, um, signing and be, you know, from miracle worker, seeing Helen Keller and knowing this young girl, I started to learn sign. And then I went to work in a school for the deaf. I was a translator for students and, um, and I just, I just got involved with it. And I, uh, and then they knew that I did signing. So, um, Mm -hmm. They went and created. That was a fun character. That was really fun for me to be able to, again, something real was really fabulous. It was substantive. It was, it was authentic. I really enjoyed that. It was a great storyline. Well, so what, well, that was you're right about it because when you did things, whether it was what you just described when we put um, Jason on skates, when we got uh, Brian to music. You know, it was it was it was it wasn't just a reward. It was it was clearly that it went, you it would you would spark through it. You know, as and uh, you always all of you always did. It was great. It was really those were always the fun moments when they allowed us to actually do something that was, I guess, substantive. You know, something that was something that was real and just just wasn't just a story. It was great. And but he was the trick great- is of course. The trick is, of course, is that we it laid in. It wasn't the episode about the deaf kid. It just was one of the things there and being there. And we just didn't do, unlike what we were forced to do in season one and season two, because we had the summer, we could have the, the young uh, character and the mother be in multiple episodes. Right. It was great. Right. right. They got and to be in one. wrote me a note. It was in summer. Gabrielle, we're getting ready for a summer show. You better uh, lose weight so you can wear a bathing suit, which I did not. I refused Who wrote that? Aaron, which I refused to. Actually, I never, you'll never have seen me in a bathing suit on the show. I was so upset about it. I wore my, that's when I was wearing my overalls and all that. I was really in great shape, but I I was not going to be the girl to show my, I wasn't for me. Not that there's anything. You didn't want to wear butt floss? Gabby, what's wrong with you? I don't know. I just didn't want that to be what my character was about. And but I right. remember getting that note. I was like, "Yeah, not." Uh, he didn't share that note with me. No. I'm learning this for the first time. <laughs> uh, and then you know, Gabrielle uh, Andrea leaves, and that's such a beautiful scene, uh, which I don't have a clip of, but uh, of you leaving the Andrea's character leaving, and it's almost like Oz. I think she even. I think that's even written in there. Um, what is your memory of leaving the series? And um, do you remember that shooting that and feeling like? I I was I was crying so hard that I couldn't shoot it again. Like mm. I said, get it now. It was really, it was you know, it was, uh, it was hard to leave. It was you know, some part of me was really ready to go on. I was doing my talk show. I was going to go, and another part of me wasn't. And I, you know, these are the people I knew. You, I grew up. I grew up into my life on that show. I got married in real life during that time. I. Bought my first home. I, I came to LA to have a life. This was my family, and I to leave was so painful that when we shot that last scene, and then there was the you know the uh, end of the season party. I didn't go to the end of the season party. I got dressed to go, and I um, I sat and I cried. I just couldn't. Uh, I'll cry now. I couldn't say goodbye <laughs> to everybody. Yeah, it was so on the Queen I, Mary. I'm so sad that I never did because I would have loved. I really, they didn't know I wasn't going to be there. So I heard like, you know, Gabrielle, there was a big thing to say goodbye. I couldn't do it. And I, to this day, wish I had 
So I would say to everybody out there, you know, no matter how sad or hard something is, if you can follow through with it, the end might be much more fulfilling than the loss of not ever knowing. And I never really got to be able to say the real, I love you all. Thank you for the gift of being uh, a part of my family. But it was very, very hard to uh, say goodbye. Uh, Lily, you said you had one more question you wanted to throw in the next. Yeah, so Gabrielle, where do you see Andrea in today's world? What would Andrea be up to in 2020? Oh, now. Well, Andrea's... <laughs> if we're, President of SAG, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, say, I would be, uh, if we had this president who's running this country now, and this is, <laughs> I, would, I could say this personally, I would be uh, definitely fighting this. I would be an, a major advocate trying to... Uh, Definitely uh, have, I would either be politically involved to go and to make a difference, or maybe I would be right, running a, a hospital. I think Andrea was really, I, I think she was the most wonderful character. And whatever she would have done, she would have been right out there uh, as a shining star. I really, I loved her as a character. Loved it. And we well, love her too. Yeah, Gabrielle, I just wanted to, you know, uh, we're, we're close here to wrapping up. We appreciate your time. I know you're a very busy person, um, but yeah. I'm all about gratitude these days. So I wanted to let you know that uh, the outpouring of the essays that we got when we announced you were coming on the show was like incredible. Mm -hmm. um, everybody was just talking about like how you made a difference in their life by, by like just wearing glasses or, you know, how you like took a, tackled a big issue or or whatever it was. There was just something about what you did in, in that series that identified with a lot of people. And I think it probably speaks to your ability to just play so honestly and the integrity that you walk with. And you're still making a difference in this world today. You know, you're out there fighting the fight and you're sticking up for so many amazing people. And we just appreciate you. I mean, we all love you here. You know, you got such a oh, outpouring sure. of yeah. I want to see those essays. I think that's amazing. We're going to put all the essays on social media. Well, of course, I'll email them to you as well so that you can read them. I'll say yeah. one of the things I loved about Andrea, and it, this is really also to the writers of this, but I think one of the reasons that people loved Andrea, I think we all feel a little bit misunderstood a little mm -hmm. bit not seen, right? We all, we appear good, you know, a certain way, but we all live our secret personal lives of not being totally known for who we are. And I think that Andrea touched that bit of all of us that said, you know, I, I know you see me here, but you don't see me here necessarily. And I think that, that that essence of that reality is what made her such a beautiful character to play. Uh, before you leave, somebody asked this question. I want to ask it to you. Uh, how was it, Michelle asks, how was it working with Luke? And I have to say, when I went to Double Jeopardy, Chuck, earlier, there is a beautiful scene with Mark and Luke. Um, and I was just, again, taken back by how great of a performer Luke is. What was it like for you working with Luke, Gabrielle? Luke was, you know, I mean, for everybody here, he was a lovely human being. And when Luke, I remember the first day when he came, to do the read through at your house. And I remember that night, Karen. And Luke came in saying, oh my God, he said, they just <laughs> gave me this part and they said that uh, I better I better do a good job because they didn't give me a contract on it and I might be fired. That's how nervous he was when he first came to read and then he you know, came to be what he was. But Luke was a very, uh, you know, a really kind guy. Like he was fun. 
Luke was always fun, um, but he was really, you know, he was like a listener. He'd really like to see what was going on. He'd like to be a prankster, but he also, Luke was deep, you know, even when the show finished and when I came into my presidency, when there were problems on his set, you know, he was working and he would call me and he'd say, you know, I'm worried about the actors. And I worried when I got injured, Luke called me, if you need any help, I, you know, I'll stand up for you, Gabrielle. And he was a very, Luke, you know, he fought so hard to look like the guy who loved horses all the time. He wanted everybody to know he was the real guy, but he didn't need to do that because he just was the real guy, you know, but yeah. uh, he was just, he was a wonderful man. He really, it's, it was a very painful loss, really. Yeah. Well, thank you for making time out for us on our show here today. We love you so much, Gabrielle. Thank you. Hey, guys, Larry, for the, everyone watching, Larry and I are going to be back on Friday with uh, Susan Keats talking about uh, season six. That should be very fun. Emma, She's Andrea Zuckerman uh, 2.0. <laughs> yeah. We did not plan this, by the way. It just happened that both were available the same week. It's, so. it's a, a theory, but I, I have one thing to say because I, you know, Chuck and, and, and Jess and Karen, I had never seen home, you know, the season ender of, of season one, of course, uh, which is really good. And of course, there's, you know, Gabby kind of offers herself up as a going away present. And I realized in the fan fiction world of where Andrea's character is, her and Brandon still have heat because they've never consummated like the, you know, like the ode to a Grecian urn or whatever classic love story. They still could happen. So I just want to throw that out there. Too. Yeah. On the redo, when we do the redo of the redo. There you Still go. there. <laughs> exactly. That's so you had two kisses in that show. Two kisses. Yeah. Amazing. And he said she was a very good kisser. Yes, yes, yeah. I noticed that. One was serious. And then she kissed her again in the one we were just talking about. On yes, the, beach the one last. Oh, yeah, yeah, and she, gets, three a, she gets a little know, slap in the face. So, you know, in, in the future, future, they, it could happen, you know, like the, the Grecian urn, you know. The lovers <laughs> are still trying to catch. Before I go, I just have to say to you guys, thank you so much. And I really did love being a part of the show. And, of course, love seeing you guys. It, you are really, to see you all here right now is really yeah. wonderful. Just and everybody thanks for watching we will see you guys friday thank at 5 p.m all, all right, right. Bye -bye. Bye. please come back